Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Vocal Empowerment Podcast. I am so excited that you're here and I'm going to share with you the story of how I found my inner voice, how I learned to listen to my inner voice. So the story starts back when I was just a little baby and I was born with severe trauma already ingrained within me. So I am actually an identical twin and in the womb, my sister, love you Annie, but she took all the blood and all the nutrients. So I was pretty much born like about to die. And so I can almost remember the trauma back then of being pulled out of my mother's womb and people around me saying, oh my gosh, she's going to die. She's going to die. And so what do you think that created? Severe anxiety that has lasted me pretty much my whole life. Now, this is a huge part of my story because my anxiety had contributed to me not feeling free to express my emotions, not feeling safe to express my emotions, and I would constantly be shouting in order to be heard, and I would tighten my throat so much to the point of where I actually had vocal cord surgery when I was four years old. But that didn't stop me from singing, and I ended up pursuing a path in music. So we're going to fast forward a little bit to college, Gracie. We're going to kind of skip the adolescent years for now. Maybe I'll tell you about that in a different podcast. But we're going to fast forward to college, Gracie. So when it came time for me to decide where I wanted to go to school, my sister decided to go away to college and study music. And I didn't really feel comfortable yet to leave my family and move out of town. So I ended up studying vocal performance at the school close to me that was like 10 minutes from my parents' house and they had a great music program with all these amazing teachers. So I was enrolled in the vocal performance program studying opera because I thought that maybe I wanted to be an opera singer. So throughout college, I was studying classical voice and I didn't even realize that I didn't love it. But throughout college, I was writing songs and singing pop music and using writing as a way to express my emotions because I had a lot of emotions, especially with anxiety. You know, I've always been an empath and really intuitive and I was just feeling the emotions of other people around me along with my own emotions, which I didn't realize at the time. I mean, I was always a super emotional kid. I was that kid that would like cry during class (laughs) and I was always crying or I was laughing, which I realize now is because I was actually feeling other people's emotions for them and I didn't realize it. So anyway, throughout college and really throughout my life, I used writing songs and singing them as a way to express my emotions. It was really cathartic for me. But when I went to school, for some reason, I thought that I had to follow the path of singing opera. And I was also going through a ton of anxiety at the time. And when I was anxious, I didn't realize it, but I would tighten my throat every time I was speaking. And I had developed some really bad speaking habits. And over time, that created a lot of throat tension that had just become my habit. So fast forward a little bit later, I'm 19 years old, dating this guy that I'm like completely in love with. And he breaks up with me before my 20th birthday. 
And that just makes me like spin and spiral out of control. I was in a sorority at the time and I started drinking and partying. And I mean, I would be out like every night till like 1 or 2 a.m. just partying at frat houses (laughs) and just having a grand old time shouting over loud music, being surrounded by people that were smoking, drinking, and it made my vocal cords so swollen. And that combined with me not really expressing my emotions, not using my voice, tightening my throat instead of saying what I wanted to say, and all of the tension issues that I had, it made me develop vocal polyps. Now, if you've ever seen Pitch Perfect, I'm sure you know what nodes are. They talk about it a lot in that movie. They're like little calluses on your vocal folds. But nodes are something that are actually easy to get rid of if you go to a vocal therapist and you really rest your voice and work on it, you can get rid of nodes. But I had something worse, I had polyps. And you guys, polyps are not something you can just easily get rid of. I mean, you can if they're small, but I had like a big polyp on my vocal fold. And so I was studying classical voice at the time and you really can't have anything on your vocal folds. I mean, they have to be pristine if you wanna study opera and mine just were not. And at the time I was still thinking that I maybe wanted to pursue a career in opera. So I decided to have vocal cord surgery and have the polyp removed at just 20 or 21 maybe years old. There was a lot of shame around it too, because I mean, it's more talked about now, but at the time it was like a huge deal if you had a vocal injury. I mean, I think that people made it mean that I just like wasn't a good singer and I didn't know how to sing and I didn't have a good technique. I didn't even realize at the time what had been causing it. I mean, looking back now, I know that it was caused by me not expressing my emotions in a healthy way, but I had no idea at the time. So I ended up having the vocal cord surgery and it was four months of complete silence after the surgery. So I had to spend four months not talking, not singing. I could go to my classes, but some of them were like singing classes like choir or voice lessons. I had to basically pause my participation in a lot of my classes and just rest my voice for four months. And it's crazy because when I was resting my voice, I actually started listening to my own inner voice. And I'm gonna cry by saying this because I am just so grateful that this happened to me. Honestly, it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Because in those four months, I became so much closer to myself. It gave me time to really listen to myself and to listen to the voice in my head and listen to my intuition. And I had all this free time because I wasn't hanging out with friends at all. I mean, I didn't want to hang out with friends because I couldn't talk. So I would just hang out by myself and (laughs) watch Law of Attraction videos and read spiritual books all day. Since I had all this free time, I was also really listening to myself and what I wanted. And I started eating healthier. I actually went vegan during the time and was vegan for eight years, which I'm not vegan anymore. I'll have to tell you about that in a later podcast episode. But I started to really pay more attention to the food that I was putting into my body and the energy and the vibration of that food. I was also growing in my piano skills because I couldn't sing and I, being the dramatic 20-year-old that I was, was like, oh, I will simply die if I can't do music. So what do I do? I learned the beginning of the Beethoven Patatique Piano Sonata. You guys know the one I'm talking about. It's the one that's like, dun, 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 
right? It's really dramatic. It's amazing. And, like, that's how I was feeling. And so I learned the beginning of that song, which is, like, actually a pretty hard song to play. But I was like, I'm going to do this. And so I did it. So, yeah, those four months were just four months filled with me really listening to myself and my inner voice. And it allowed me to get quiet and not really have to listen to or acknowledge the outside world. I was just listening to myself and I was spending a lot of time in meditation and practicing yoga. Actually, yoga was one of the biggest things that helped me through that breakup. And through this whole time, I started practicing yoga and just really started thinking about what it was that I wanted to do. So when I came back to school after I was fully healed and I had done vocal therapy with this amazing vocal therapist, I decided to really take my life into my own hands and I switched my major. So I decided I don't want to study classical voice anymore. I was actually so bored with it, you guys. I was like, thank God I'm switching out of this. No shade to those of you that study classical voice, but it just was not for me. I always knew that I wanted to do pop music and write my own songs, and so that's what I did. So my school actually did not have a program (laughs) that would work for me, so I just did my own thing. I switched to a Bachelor of Arts in Music, and I started taking composition lessons with this amazing teacher. Shout out to you, Terry, if you're listening, because you were a pivotal part of my journey. So he really helped me to just write songs and get really good at music theory, and I would play the piano, and I actually ended up doing a concert of songs that I wrote, which was so fun. And I also switched voice teachers because before I was studying with this pretty strict opera teacher who was, don't get me wrong, an amazing teacher, but she was really strict. And I wanted to do something that was more fun. So I switched to studying with this amazing teacher who actually taught mostly musical theater students, but she decided to take me on as a student and I am just forever grateful to her. Shout out to you, Stephanie, because you also were a huge part of my journey. So I started singing like jazz standards instead of singing opera arias and, you know, kind of more slow, like boring songs. (laughs) in my opinion, I started doing things that were so much more fun for me, like jazz standards, and I would sing my own songs, she would let me bring them in, and she would work with me on the technique, and I would study like kind of more theatrical type singing instead of classical singing, and it was just so much more fun for me, I felt so much more in alignment, I didn't even care that I was like the weird one at my school, because I was literally the only person doing this, you guys, (laughs) like everybody else was either studying opera or they were studying to be music teachers or they were studying musical theater. There was literally nobody doing what I was doing and I kind of just didn't care. I just did my own thing and I actually ended up, since I was staying home, I ended up getting a job while I was still in school teaching singing lessons and a voice class at the school by my parents' house, actually the school that I went to. And it started my love of teaching. So truly everything happens for a reason. I actually started that before my vocal cord surgery. But having surgery really made me realize that I loved teaching and I wanted to continue teaching. I didn't think that I would want to like be a teacher in a school, even though I was kind of already doing that part time. I didn't want to be like a full time K through eight music teacher, but I knew I wanted to teach more. And that really just made me realize my love of teaching. So yeah, I mean, really my whole life changed. I took those four months to really listen to myself and meditate and pray and talk to God and practice yoga and think about what I really wanted. 
and it was truly the most pivotal time for myself because I learned to listen to my inner voice. I decided to pursue a career in what I actually wanted, and after I graduated school with my Bachelor of Arts in Music, I decided that I wanted to move to Nashville. So I had been thinking about it for a while. I had visited a couple of times. Actually, my first time visiting Nashville was probably when my vocal polyps got really bad because I was like shouting over loud music and in the bars and everything. But when I first visited, I just fell in love with the city and I knew that I wanted to move here and be a songwriter and a pop artist and maybe start my own vocal coaching program, which is exactly what I did. So after I graduated with my Bachelor of Arts in Music, doing my own wacky degree that I kind of made up myself, (laughs) I took a whole year off from pretty much everything except for teaching and I was teaching I don't even know I think I was teaching like 20 private students a week um, and also teaching three classes at the school that I was working at I was teaching um, two preschool classes and seventh and eighth grade glee club which I absolutely loved and I saved up a ton of money in a jar in my bedroom and I decided to move to Nashville And honestly, none of this would have ever happened if I didn't have vocal cord surgery because that time really gave me the space to listen to myself and be able to acknowledge what it was that I actually really wanted. And it was also through that that I learned mindfulness and how to really notice what I was feeling, notice how I felt in my body. And now I have a business called Mindful Singing where I teach people how to listen to themselves. And another crazy thing, I mean, talk about divine timing. I had been signed up for yoga teacher training back when I was in Michigan, and it ended up getting canceled for some reason, but I still really wanted to do it. So when I moved to Nashville, I decided to do yoga teacher training and finally get my yoga teacher certification. So I did that, and it was a huge spiritual awakening for me. I learned so much more about yoga and the body and spirituality, And really just the whole program was designed in a way to be like a self-development program and a yoga program. I mean, that's what it was for me. And I became even more connected to myself and even more connected to my intuition. And I met other people in that community that were like me. I mentioned in the first ever episode, I have spiritual gifts in which I'm super empathic and clairvoyant and intuitive. And I feel things. I know what's going to happen before they happen. I can sense what people are like when I meet them, and I thought that I was just like the only person like that, but when I did yoga teacher training, I met a bunch of people who were just like me, and it made me feel so much less alone. So I did the yoga teacher training, and I also started teaching more voice lessons when I moved to Nashville. So I put out an ad on this Facebook group, and I started really advertising my services for teaching singing lessons, because at that point, I had been teaching for like... I don't know, since I was like 10 years old, I had been teaching for such a long time. So I started teaching here in Nashville and it took a little while. I mean, I had some part-time jobs that were awful, but I ended up growing my teaching business and I was working part-time as a nanny for a while. I did a bunch of part-time jobs. I mean, one of my part-time jobs was editing podcasts, which truly has come in handy. (laughs) Truly, everything does happen for a reason, you guys. It's crazy. I mean, when I look back, I just know that God had a plan for me all along. And I'm getting emotional again because I have so much faith. I have so much faith that every single thing has led me to this point. It was just so 
divinely inspired. I can't even tell you. And I will tell you guys this nonstop throughout the course of this podcast. Literally, God has a plan for you. Every single thing. I don't believe that God makes bad things happen. Like, I don't think it was God's fault that I went to bars and shouted over loud music and tightened my vocal cords. But I do believe that God had a plan in how to use it for my good. And God truly has done that for me. And now I live in Nashville. And after I had done my yoga teacher training, I decided to really grow my voice teaching business, but do something different. So I wanted to make my singing lessons about mindfulness because I knew that mindfulness is what had changed my voice. So it was really being mindful, practicing yoga, feeling connected to my intuition that helped me to become a better singer because I was more aware of my emotions. I was more aware of what my voice felt like and what my body felt like. And I could be more aware of how I felt while I was singing. So I decided to take this unique approach and turn it into a business called Mindful Singing. And I began teaching in my own unique way of acknowledging the emotions and really paying attention to the body and how the body feels. That combined with my intuitive empathic abilities in which I can actually feel where people are holding their emotions in their body and I know exactly how to help them release it through singing or through breathing or through affirmations, whatever it is that they need, I will just intuitively know what they need to help them. And so I began teaching singing lessons this way. I would work with my students and we would warm up and we would meditate and do some breathing, sometimes do yoga poses, and I would combine it with singing. And at the same time, I was also writing songs, connecting with amazing people here in Nashville. And eventually, I grew my business enough to where it was full-time. And now I'm full-time working for myself, teaching singing lessons, and I've also added some spiritual offerings to my business, like spiritual life coaching, spiritual mentoring sessions, intuitive readings, and I also have a few group programs focused on singing, and I have another one coming out that's going to be focused on emotions. So I truly am living my dream life. I get to sing, I get to teach people singing, I get to help people heal, I write music that helps people heal and feel connected to their emotions, and I'm just so grateful, you guys. I really am living the life that I've always dreamed of. I mean, it, it looks different than I thought it would when I was a kid, right? Because when I was a kid, I wanted to be, <laughs> I wanted to be like Britney Spears and be a pop star. And actually, as I've gotten older, I've realized that really all I want to do is heal people. My absolute deepest desire is to help people heal through music and through singing and through feeling connected to themselves and feeling connected to their intuition. And that is what I aim to do with every single thing that I do, whether it's writing songs that help people feel connected to their emotions, listening to my music that is very authentic and vulnerable, or whether I'm teaching somebody a singing lesson, which actually I call them vocal empowerment sessions now. I changed the name entirely because I realized it wasn't just singing. It was also teaching people how to feel empowered in their voices. And I teach life coaching, spiritual mentoring, intuitive readings. And really my main goal is to just help people feel more connected to themselves because I feel that I was put here on this earth by God to heal myself and help other people heal. Okay, now I'm getting choked up, so I need to take a second to breathe. <laughs> 
is what I mean, you guys. Like, don't ignore your emotions, right? Like, I was just getting choked up, and so I needed to just acknowledge it for a second and say, okay, emotion, I got you. Okay, I feel you, right? I see you. Just like you would talk to a little kid. You want to talk to yourself that way. For real, though, I truly am so grateful for every single thing that's happened to me. The breakup, the partying, the vocal cord surgery, all the trauma I've experienced in my life, which I didn't even talk about in this episode, my traumatic birth, like every single thing that's happened to me has led me to where I am and I could not be more grateful because I truly believe that when you're a healer, when you choose to incarnate in this earth, you choose a difficult life often when you're here to help other people heal and I certainly did. I mean, my life has not been easy I've had such severely bad trauma. I've struggled with really bad anxiety and mental health issues and rejection and sadness and breakups and just so much stuff. I mean, I haven't had an awful life, but I've definitely been through some shit. (laughs) But I do believe that it has led me to exactly where I am right now, living this life that I absolutely love, helping people heal every day and putting out music and getting to sing and getting to share my heart and my emotions with people. And for me, this podcast is just another extension of that. So if you're still listening, I'm so grateful that you're here. And I am just so excited for you to be a part of this community. And really, if you're here listening, you are welcome here. I want this to be a space where you can come and just kind of like, it'll feel like a hug. And I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but I want this to be your little space where you can just come and listen and know that somebody gets you and know that somebody understands you and feel empowered to express yourself and express your voice and express your emotions and feel everything and express it all. This is the space to do that. And I hope that by me showing up vulnerably and authentically, it encourages you to do the same thing. And I really hope that you know and understand that when you go through something hard in your life, God will use it for your good. So if you're going through something right now, just know that it's going to be used for your good. Whether you see it right now or not, God is going to use this for your good. And so where I'm at now, I sing every day, I write songs, and I teach people, and I heal people, and I run my programs, and I've got an amazing boyfriend who I met actually through songwriting. I met him at a songwriter round here in Nashville. I'll actually tell you more about that story later, but that's a huge part of my journey as well. And I've got a cute little dog named Honey. I've got another little angel spirit dog named Toby. (laughs) And I just love my life. I have amazing friends here. I talk to my family all the time, my giant family of six kids (laughs) and 10 nieces and nephews. And I truly love my life. I get to do everything that I love. And I just am so grateful for everything that has happened to me that has led me to this point. And I can't wait to see what else God uses my life for because I know that I'm here to help other people heal and to be a healer. And if you're listening to this, then I'm just so grateful that you're a part of my journey. And I hope that you'll stick around and and learn something from this podcast. And not only learn from this podcast, but just know that you are supported and you are loved and I'm here for you. So you guys, I think that about wraps up this episode of the Vocal Empowerment Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me. And if you can, please rate five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and share this to your Instagram story, your Facebook story. Send it to someone you love that you think could benefit from hearing this. And I hope that you'll stick around and continue listening to future episodes of the Vocal Empowerment Podcast. I hope that you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next week. Peace and love, everybody. 